0: On with the episode. Vibrant. 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 Music teaching. Proven and practical. Tips. Strategies. And ideas. For music teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton. And today we're talking about an odd method of music memorization. Welcome back, lovely teachers. How do you feel about memorization? Is it your favorite thing to do? Did it cause you a lot of grief? Do you have lots of experience with it? Do you have very little? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, because I think this is something that's so different for each individual person, of course, but also culturally around the world. When I was growing up, I didn't memorize anything. The only way it would have been mentioned is like in a sort of You've played it so many times that you can just now remember it kind of way, but not in a we're going to intentionally memorize something for a performance or we're going to play at this concert or exam from memory. So it was a pretty foreign concept to me. I knew of it as a thing, but maybe just as a playing it over and over and learning it off that way kind of thing. Until, again, late teens, early 20s, I started exploring this and finding out more about it through my teaching and thinking about okay, I naturally want to fight against this idea because it's something that's uncomfortable to me. But in many parts of the world, it's very common. So maybe I'm wrong. And often the answer in these cases is somewhere in between the two, right? So I started working on memorization myself, just testing myself to see what I could do, what I could memorize. It's still a very laborious process for me. And I have to be very methodical about it. I have students who just sort of memorize things by accident in a very solid, wonderful way. I have students who need a bit more help with the memorization thing and very few students who struggle to the degree to which I do, just probably because they're starting earlier, I think. But for those who do need a bit more of a structured approach, I have a bit of a weird one to share with you today, but it has a logic to it. You don't have to follow this to the letter, but you can start out by following it to the letter. And then basically the idea of it seeps in and you don't have to be as exact in the future. So if you struggle with memorization yourself or perhaps don't struggle at all and therefore don't know how to help students who do struggle with this, this might be something to try out. I call it quite simply the 5-7-22 music memorization method. So step one is to play a section of the piece. I guess step zero is split the piece up into sections if you aren't already working that way. I like to mark mine with letters going backwards through the alphabet. I do that so they can't be sort of mixed up in the moment with the names of notes and it's just a convenient way of labeling things. I split things up into comfortable sections, say four to 12 bars, something like that. And then we work on one section at a time. And the first way we work on it is do it five times based every five minutes. So this is the five part of the method. So we pick a short section of the music. I like to start at the last section that we have laid out and then have your student play it while looking at the score and then cover the music. I used to awkwardly take the book away (laughs) It's much easier just to have another book beside it on the music stand and just cover it over and open it up. It's easier than turning the page or taking it off and on and off the music stand. So just put a book beside it, cover it, reveal it as you need to. So they play it looking at the score, then they cover it and see if they can play it from memory. And then just repeat this revealing, covering until they can successfully play it from memory. Then do something else for five minutes. So you're in a lesson, there's plenty of other stuff to do. Do some scales, do whatever. And then five minutes later, if you want to be exact, you can set timers for this. They need to play it five times again. And then another five minutes later, five times. And we're repeating this five times. So there's really three sets of five, okay? So they do it every five minutes. When the timer goes off to say it's been five minutes, we play it five times in a row from memory if they can, if they need to look at the book again, they do. Then we wait another five minutes and do it again. And we do that five times, okay? So that fits within your 30 minute lesson, even if that's all you've got with your student, only if you started at the very beginning of the lesson. But if this is gonna be a priority, that's what you should do. As students get used to this step one, they may be able to do it at home. However, especially if they're on the younger side, I'd recommend doing these steps in the lesson quite a few times before you're assigning them to do that at home because you have to be very disciplined to follow through with this step two then is to still with the one section that you've been working on do it seven times a day for seven days so you can assign practice of just this one section of the piece and tell your student to play it seven times per day without looking at the written music unless they get stuck It's best if these seven times are split up, but if they end up doing them back to back in a row, at least that's something. But seven times a day for seven days. And if you want to create a little chart for them so they can tick off, you know, a seven by seven table, you could lay out for them in a grid on a piece of paper and they can tick the boxes as they go to make sure that they're getting them all their repetitions in. And then step three is to do this twice a day for two weeks. So, this is the 22 or 2 2 part of the music memorization. Two times a day for two weeks. Still, just that one section is what we're talking about. They should know it pretty well by now, but if we just leave it there, it will kind of melt, as I tend to say to students. Over time, it starts to disintegrate and it eventually gets forgotten. So, we gradually decrease the number of repetitions and how far and we increase how far apart they are basically. So, twice a day for two weeks. Keep it on their assignment list. Make sure they're doing it twice a day. That'll be much easier than seven times a day. And they should still play it without looking at the written music unless they somehow get stuck one day. So you may have noticed something. If we only focused on one section of the piece, let's say the piece is split up into 10 sections. If we only focused on one section of the piece, this would take three weeks to learn that one section. But the thing is, you're not only going to work on one section at a time. You're just going to do this process for each section individually. So you start section one one week and then that week they're doing it seven times a day for seven days. But at the next lesson, you start on the section two or Y or whatever you've called it. And then they're doing that seven times a day while they do section X twice a day for two weeks. Right. So the things can overlap. And they can overlap even more than that as students get comfortable with it. But starting with just one section per lesson, yes, it'll take a while to memorize a piece, but you're giving them a concrete method to memorize something from the beginning that they can use again and again and speed up with over time. As I said, you don't have to stick to these numbers. The point is that the student really gets in their head through using this method that they need to space things out a little bit, then a little bit more, and then a lot to give their brain more and more chance to forget and then successfully remember, because that's what's going to build this really strong memory of the piece in their minds. Once they have the full piece memorized, you need to start putting the whole thing to the test. So they need to be stitching those sections together, obviously, in terms of actually playing them. And then they need to get used to playing their whole piece from memory and the sort of endurance element of that getting through the whole thing without losing focus, concentration, without letting your mind drift away. And then you can do a little test of their memory by telling them to jump while they're playing it. And they have to jump to the start of the next section so that that, in that way they keep those sections that they've already learned in their mind. And they have all these different hooks into the piece so that if they do have a memory slip, they have another way back in because they remember butterfly section or the section x or number two or whatever you've called it so i got this strategy for the jumping practice from the wonderful christina whitlock of the beyond measure podcast and i believe she learned it from a professor in her college so check out her podcast for more wonderful ideas and just all around fantastic advice so that's one way of memorizing music there are many ways to do it I'm just giving you an option for the very logical thinkers. But I'd love to know how you do it. How do you memorize your own music or how do you teach it to students? Let me know your thoughts over on Instagram. We're at Keys. If you ever get overwhelmed by all the different teacher training options out there, Vibrant Music Teaching is the place for you. We nickname our members Flamingos because they're masters of balancing all of the things and making it all work in a way that isn't overwhelming. We have tools to help you do that inside Vibrant Music Teaching. So go to vmt.ninja and sign up today.